Welcome to the podcast where Mercury is always in retrograde. Uh, I am your host here. The voice that is speaking to you now is Aaron, and I am joined by a special guest slash uh, I've promoted you now to a co-host. So welcome, Monica. Um, I'm really living. I feel like John Ralphio without, you know, the gif where he's like, no, this is too much responsibility. Uh, I gotta get out of this. <laughs> uh, goodbye. <laughs> you say John Ralphio, and the first thing that comes to me is that uh, clip where he's like, technically, I'm oh, homeless. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic. Iconic. Well, Monica, this is not going to be a lot of responsibility. I promise you, we always glide through these things um, and it'll be fine. So it's going to be you and me carrying this podcast. Uh, Liz is temporarily unavailable, um, but in her steed, we've got the very talented, very wonderful Monica. We have been friends since middle so, school. Yeah, middle, middle school. Because that's when I moved. Yeah, you saw the emo phase. You saw it firsthand. We... We lived through the emo phase. We went through. You were there with the Twilight phase yeah, shit, yeah. right? Like that was the what bridged us all there's together. The, yeah, there's the emo phase. There was the Twilight phase. You know, going to Carly's house on her, you know, shared computer and looking at the playlist Stephanie Meyer had posted uh, <laughs> the week before. Yeah, literally. Oh my god, incredible. Um, yeah, so we've been friends since middle school. It's been a wild ride, TM. Um, fun facts about Monica that I'm gonna rattle off as I remember them. Um, she her birthday is two days away from mine, so we are both Gemini queens. Um, hers is on the 18th of June, mine is on the 20th of June. Uh, what else is there? Monica, you have blue hair, right? Yes, I have blue hair currently incredible i love it we have to stand um and then what else do i know about you absolutely nothing (laughs) i am unknowable i am imperceivable (laughs) you do not suffer from the mortifying ordeal of being known because it is impossible to know you i'm jealous i'm so jealous (laughs) um so today we are going to be talking about uh we're gonna once again, throw it back and talk about a topic that you and I are both very familiar with because we had this class together, but specifically high school English class. Yep, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. So my idea for this was like, I have been going through all of my things and I saw a bunch of books that I had bought because we had to read them for school and I... Uh, and I actually like liked them so much that I bought a copy for myself and I was looking through those books that I had and I was like actually like I know everyone talks about how like school doesn't teach you nothing and like valid very valid but also sometimes some of the books that we read kind of slapped and like kind of went off so I wanted to talk about them because they've been uh, driving me feral and I love them and I've been like skimming through a couple of the books that I have and yeah I wanted to talk about it and who better to talk about all of this than with someone who has actually taken an English class in high school with correct you know what I mean no absolutely no that makes total sense I mean yeah some of the books you read like truly did slap I absolutely remember stealing my copy of Leaves of Grass from Mr. Bound because I loved it so much uh literally (laughs) committed a crime uh for Walt Whitman so you know yeah, I mean, fucking do it. Eastern sucked, so you might as well get the most out Correct. of it. But yeah, no, I am super happy to talk about the books in high school English class that I actually very much enjoyed reading. Um, the stuff that I have, I um, thought it might be kind of fun for this Throwback Thursday to talk about some of the personalities uh, that we got to experience uh in our time at eastern regional high school uh tm in new jersey Jersey. (laughs) so i just have a couple of the best moments from uh mr bown and miss confer's english classes uh and so just to give background we so we didn't actually have bound together 
uh, in an actual class. So we, there was a, there was a lit club that we were all part of yeah. um, in freshman year before they like disbanded it because of budget cuts. Yeah. And Bound ran it, and he, that was the, my only experience with it. But he was wild there. Um, that lit club was wild. Um, I remember we would frequently do readings of My Immortal, the Harry <laughs> Potter, the infamous Harry Potter fan yeah. fiction. Um, and then. Uh, in terms of confer, that was not until our senior yeah. year, um, where we had AP English zero. Oh my, mods, yeah, it was zero mods, six fifty in the morning. Which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's six in the morning because it's before anyone else's classes. So that way, if you wanted to fit an extra class in and get the credits for it, like you could squeeze that class. And so I remember waking up at literally like five, five thirty in the yeah. morning, and getting ready, and then trying to catch the bus to get to school for this fucking class and it was ridiculous yeah, it was a nightmare i'd wake up in the morning i could drive at this point i had my license um and i remember always waking up way too late and then just like fucking speeding on the, the roads of <laughs> Voorhees, new jersey or you can i don't know monica you are admitting to so many crimes and it is only the first couple I'm minutes i'm so of this sorry class. yeah we'll get to the arson later on <laughs> You have to unlock that friendship level. Yeah, exactly. We'll get yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> I want to hear the bound stories first okay. because I didn't actually have him as a teacher, but he was kind of weird. Yeah. And kind of wild from what yeah. I've heard. But I, I honestly don't remember a lot of my school. That's totally, that's totally to fair. Honest. You know, it's all, you know, protected behind amnesic walls to uh, hide, hide the <laughs> So, yeah, we can talk about Bound. I do remember Lit Club. That was a lot of fun. Um, my sister, I think, yeah. was, like, the head of it. Like, one of the officers. She was yeah, the president when we were freshmen. She was the president when we were freshmen. She's three years older than me, so she would have been a senior. Um, yeah. That was wild. She, yeah. She wrote oh my some God. wild shit. I'm remembering it now. And uh, I hope you're excited for me to have a panic attack on your podcast. No, I'm Stop. Kidding. I'm kidding. Stop. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's not real. <laughs> it's, all- it's, it's a simulation. Stuff. Um, so yeah, we can talk about Mr. Bound. He was wild. He was genuinely a wild human being. Um, I have the little sticky note on my laptop that I wrote about him, and the first thing I have is Mr. Bound. Point one, absolute fucking nutcase. <laughs> 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 that sounds about yeah. right. That does sound about right. I want to paint a. I want to paint like a visual picture for our audience. He is a short man, a very white, very uh, white. with with like poofy brown yeah. hair and like the thick ass, um, like almost like bottle, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, t- cap yeah, glasses, yeah, exactly. and he would wear your typical like tweed jackets with the with the patches on the elbows. Like, he really, truly believed that he was living that fucking, like, university uh, professor in the 90s. Absolutely. Uh, the second note that I have for him is desperately wanted to be Robin Williams in Dead Poets Society. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> okay that was a good movie and our pets no he it. absolutely did dead poet society fucking slaps uh it slaps yeah. he is definitely not robin williams from dead poet society but i can see i can see the yeah. reach he also this is just you know something that i'm realizing you know all of the tumblr posts and like tweets and stuff about like the cool youth pastor who like takes the Bible and, like, puts it to the side and then, like, goes to, you know, sit on the desk. And, like, let's just get real. Let's talk about Jesus. Uh, the, the one thing I do remember distinctly is the way that he set up his classroom was in, like, this big circle where all the desks were in this, like, square yeah, around the perimeter of yeah. the room. And that was to, like, quote-unquote, promote discussions and dialogue about the stories that you would read and his desk was just like kind of shimmied into the back corner so that way he could just like stand back and watch all his students collaborate in the meeting of the minds absolutely (laughs) exactly what it was i remember (laughs) so there were enough people when i took the class um that there was like this 
like that not every single person could fit around the outside so there was just this awkward like two-person desk in the center <gasps> of the square no <laughs> i remember at, like at, i think we moved around to like i don't remember for sure but like i'm having a vibe that like he had us change seats every once in a while to you know i don't know reduce the fucking nightmare that is sitting in one of those middle seats that is my nightmare (laughs) yeah bounce class straight out of your nightmares like literally i would be sitting there going don't piss your pants because everyone's gonna see it don't piss your pants because everyone's gonna see it (laughs) all eyes on you literally everyone is gonna see it if i piss my pants and i don't know why but that's where my brain goes whenever shit like that happens you know what i mean that's totally fair anytime i'm about to bit of a tangent anytime i'm about to like watch a scary movie i'm like oh god i hope i don't piss my pants (laughs) i swear to (laughs) god you haven't yet uh (laughs) it's not based on precedent it's literally just an unbased fear that i have and also you have it's it makes no sense. I'm sorry. I don't mean to think derail oh, from the conversation about Bound is yeah, Buckwild. He's completely fucking batshit. Um, I'm friends with him on Facebook, and now I'm gonna start. I'm gonna develop an. He's fine. He's got a YouTube series now. Uh, check him out. Check out his YouTube series to make up for the fact that. We're, is it a vlog? I think series? it is. Like, I don't understand. What is he doing? I don't. I haven't actually watched it, but I think it's you know him going online and being you know all English teacher, but like vlog style. <laughs> Um, yeah, check out his YouTube channel, like, and subscribe. I'm only, uh, I haven't actually watched it, so it might be terrible. I'm just saying this because I kind of do feel bad bursting him. (laughs) He was, he wasn't, like, an asshole. He was a good teacher. He actually did try, at least, which is, like, more than I can say about some of the other English teachers that I've had in the past. We'll we'll, we'll get to her. (laughs) Not just her, but, I mean, like, in general. Like, I've had, I've had a pretty shitty streak of, like, English teachers, but I mean teachers no, for in general. Sure. What's that one thing you just like referencing Tumblr posts that like English teachers are either like the realest teacher you've ever had or like a fucking cop? Yeah, I've had cops and then bound yeah. and then. More <laughs> <cops>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was like a really good teacher. I mean, honestly, like his main problem is that he's just so like dorky. He's like he was like cringe culture before like cringe culture was a thing. Yeah. He you know really wanted to be Robin Williams like like you were saying in Dead Poets Society. He like would sit on like sit on the students' desks um, for like in class discussions and stuff. he played music every day as you walked into his class. So, yeah, no, so depending on what we were learning, he'd pick uh, some kind of music um, that related to it, and he would play that song uh, as you would walk in, and then I think once, you know, class, it was officially time for class to start, that's when he'd turn it off, Um, and it was all the, like, it was a lot of, like, anti-authoritarian um you know so anti-authoritarian like stick it to the man like oh so like all those protest songs from like back during the vietnam yeah stuff like that and there was you know a lot of pink floyd and stuff like oh okay yeah yeah, so um he so once again just trying very hard to be like the cool like real teacher um (laughs) <laughs> he was just he was just such a character um unlike actually any of the other english teachers i ever had he actually did his own writing um so that was really interesting mm-hmm. i don't remember it being very good <laughs> uh, oh so you yeah, read it so that, yeah that, that was um there's a very specific moment in class or a specific, you know, day in class where he brought in like a sample of his writing. <gasps> yeah. He what? brought in a sample of his writing and told us to read it and give him some critique. I remember. <gasps> no, yeah, no, no. The entire class just like ripped it to shreds. 
we were like oh no this doesn't make sense like this like this is weird as hell um and then he went you get an f for this uh assignment that i've now given you you all failed (laughs) good luck graduating you little yeah exactly (laughs) you have all (laughs) failed this test um he like there was some weird i respect that though yeah I kind of, I like actually respect that because I feel like a lot of, uh, I, I having, actually, I just finished uh, Camp NaNoWriMo, oh, yeah. which is like NaNoWriMo, but you set your oh, own awesome. goal, yeah. and I just finished it, and it is still fucking yeah. hard. It is so hard to write it your really own shit bad. and come up with yeah. your own world and like your yeah. own characters yeah. and shit, and like, I, I really do respect that, and I also respect the uh, confidence yeah. it takes because... Unlike him, I went the complete opposite direction, and I pulled everyone who had access to my original NaNoWriMo, and I literally, like, uh, removed them from being able to see it, and I deleted that copy and moved it to a new copy so that way no one could ever find it. Like, I literally did everything that I possibly could to make sure that no one could read the shit that I wrote. Um, so I respect his, I respect his, uh, uh, guts to put himself yeah, out there. Yeah, and then, you know, getting ripped to shreds by a bunch of 16-year-olds. He, yeah, I would never subject myself to the ire of a bunch of teenagers. either. He wasn't super happy. He kept, like, arguing with our critiques and stuff. I do, I do remember oh, that. No, yeah, he really? did, he did. Um, there's, like, oh. some, like, low-key weird stuff about it. Uh, like, he, like, there was... I feel like he was injecting, like, a little bit of, like, his mommy issues into it. Like, the mom character was, like, <laughs> kind of absent oh, or something like that. I think, oh, yeah, Monica, no. I don't really remember much of the story, uh, like, what he actually wrote. I just remember everyone ripping it to shreds uh, to his face. Um, oh. I do think the, the one thing about Bound is he did always get a little bit, like, too personal like there's just like a like a little bit like too much info um this is true Mm. with like a bunch of stories we'll get to you know the big one but uh you know he's talking about how he's trying to this was before he met his wife and he's like trying to you know romance her in the style of those you know classic authors and he like no no it's not as bad as you're expecting i think but like he took a picture of he, he took a um a thing of bananas and like put a, like a, a bunch of bananas on his head and like sent her like must have been a Polaroid or film at this like film photograph at this point of like him with bananas on his head and he was like I'm totally bananas for you. Uh, Monica, <laughs> no. <laughs> um. So he was just generally, like, very, like, you know, Shrek meme, like, snap that's going in my cringe compilation. Um, (laughs) There are a couple other, like, specific moments from the class that I remember. Um, Speaking of roasting things to his face, so uh, our... um, our, our junior year you, you know this of course but you know for for the sake of the audience um our junior mm-hmm. year was all american lit so yes yeah so yes, our yes, junior yes. year was all american lit and then senior year which we'll get to we'll get to uh it was all british lit um and so we were discussing the oh my goodness i'm forgetting the name but walden and uh not walden ralph waldo emerson Thoreau. yeah emerson, emerson Thoreau. Um, okay Transcendentalists, maybe. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got thank it. you. <laughs> I remember something. <laughs> Public school yes, is good, so, actually. Yeah, Fuck all y'all exactly. private schoolers. This is my like call out post for If you went to private school, fucking die. You don't deserve it. Stop! Stop! Enough! Throw <laughs> uh, so yeah, no. Yeah, yeah American Bound loved the Transcendentalists. He fucking loved Thoreau. Oh, yeah. did he really? He, Yikes. like, idolized Thoreau. Um, 
who once again, for the sake of the audience, you know, wrote a book about how to live off the land self-sufficiently and didn't include in the book that he walked a mile home to get his mom to do his laundry every week. Um, So there's that. Um, But he was so excited to teach us Thoreau and have us read, um, read Walden. And mm-hmm. we were reading it and we were discussing it in class. And like everyone in the class fucking hated it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, credit to him that, you know, we felt comfortable having this kind of discussion in his class. But once again, just everyone mm-hmm. spent like the class period just ripping this book to shreds. You're like, this guy's stupid. <sighs> he's like a mile from civilization. Like he's not really out in the woods. Yeah, there's a weak ass idiot and you know he like so I think it was Thoreau wrote the really iconic pamphlet uh or essay called civil disobedience which yeah wound mm-hmm. up inspiring a lot of like actually very important figures later on for example uh, Martin Luther King Jr um this is all I'm you know reaching back I hope like if any of this is wrong uh and I find out later in like a comment on your podcast I'm gonna commit Sudoku Stop. (laughs) So, uh, but we're like reading this, and the reason that Thoreau went to jail and then wrote this uh, essay called "Civil Disobedience" was because he like didn't pay his taxes or something. Yeah, yeah. So we're like roasting him for like not paying his taxes, uh, and for not really living the you know uh, living off the land lifestyle. And this is like Bounds, like icon, like favorite author. Like he visit, he visited Thoreau's house on vacation or something. Like he took his family as a family vacation to visit, like the Walden house or something. No, and, did he really? Oh my god! Um, so <sighs> you know, just all of us, all of these sixteen-year-olds bullying our English teacher. Uh, and- I mean, it's what he deserves for having. That okay, is- that is completely correct. Um, <laughs> the just, and there's just like so much random ass shit. This is just like so we learned about the beat poets, and so he was really on his. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my god, this is where he was. He was like in his element here because the beat poets wrote some like pretty risque stuff, uh, especially for yeah. you know something like normally what you would read in a high school English class. Um, so he's like really in his like, yeah, fuck the man. Like I'm gonna play my cool protest music, and we're gonna we're gonna read the beat poets, and we're gonna do this. And we're gonna... <laughs> he's a caricature. Yeah, of absolutely is. He's like if you took oh captain my captain and gave him cocaine. Stop. Um, I'm shaking. <laughs> Um, and also gave him a massive fucking ego because he did in fact have a pretty big ego. Um, yes. I'm sorry, I just failed at drinking water and now I am going to die in, in real time on your podcast. Stop. No, no, Monica. English teacher please. episode gone wrong. Gone sexual. <laughs> Stop. Not clickbait. Not clickbait. Um, so yeah, we're watching a YouTube video of the poem Howl by Allen Ginsberg, I'm pretty sure. And which, by the way, like, I fucking loved, like, I was so into the beat poets, it was great. Um, but we're watching mm-hmm. this YouTube video, which is like a dramatic reading, um, and like, animation sort of, of Howl. Um, and there's some line in the poem that talks about, like, dick and balls or something. I know, that's like really awkward to whip out, like, right out of nowhere. But, uh, so there's this one line nice. about like dicks in the actually I think there are multiple lines. There's one this one specific line about dicks in the poem, and as this this line is being read, a uh, uh, disembodied penis flies across the screen of the YouTube video in the middle of the English oh, no. class. No, Monica, <laughs> no, please, no. I'm actually begging you to tell me, psych. Please say psych. I, I you know, I cannot tell a lie. I'm sorry, Aaron. Oh Jesus Christ! 
the, that leads very well into uh, the final story that I have about Bound, which is <laughs> the most amazing and horrifying thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, so what I don't even fucking remember what poem this was about, right? This was before, this is before the, mm -hmm. you know, penis YouTube video. Um, I think this was fairly early on. We were listening to some kind of poetry or learning about some kind of American poetry. Might have even been like Walt Whitman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and he's really like trying to, you know, I don't, I don't actually even know why he's telling us this story. I really don't. Um, but he tells us how he was hiking in the mountains once and he got to this beautiful mountain vista and he's so overwhelmed by the beauty of nature that in this mountain vista, he strips off all of his clothing and starts screaming uh. and reciting poetry into the valley below him. Like, like butt-ass no, naked no. in the middle of the mountains. Oh my <laughs> he just, god. He just whips no. out this story in the middle of our English class, our AP literature, no, AP language English class. And we're like, we're just all, the entire class is sitting there, like, in horror as he talks about, like, reciting poetry naked on the mountain. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate that. Hey, I kind of hate that, actually. Hey, Monica. Hey, Monica. That fucking sucks. I hate that. I hate that. I... I think this is why I I remember and now I remember because before we started you were like oh I'm gonna tell the bound story and I'm like you're gonna have to be a little bit more specific than that because I there were so many bound stories that I really don't remember like all of them and then I, I it's all coming back to me and now I unfortunately wish that I can remember a time prior to that story re-entering my head. You don't you don't want to think about bound fucking helicoptering his dick on the top of a mountain. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Probably <laughs> reciting some fucking transcendent yeah, exactly. bullshit. Yeah. No, I'm I'm good actually. <laughs> he told us that he he told us that he was just gonna tell our class that story. Um but I like very vividly remember talking to Aisha, who our mutual friend is a year younger than us. Um, and I'm pretty sure that Bound told her class that story the next year too. No. <laughs> oh no. Why? So he's just, he's oh, really no. just he's just really out there. He really is just out there telling stories about like getting naked on mountains to a a bunch of high schoolers year after year I that actually kind of makes yeah, me uncomfy but also I remember now why yeah. I have no respect <laughs> not that I have no respect but like I've never had him as an English teacher so right, I don't no, know him nothing right. you, you know, know what I mean <laughs> uh, and you know still a better English teacher than Miss Confer 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 deadass she would stand in front of the class 6.50am I, she would start the class, eyes closed. She would close her eyes, then <laughs> stand there and speak for however long. And I would be staring at her closed eyeballs going, there is no way this woman is lecturing. She is in REM. You cannot convince me that this is not a robot or I don't know. The So I was in band. And some of the kids, some of the older kids would like play this game. Where they would impersonate <laughs> this convert and also impersonate what they did while she had her eyes closed. And so one person would stand at the front of the stage, literally eyes closed, talking about whatever book that they were reading. And everyone else would be like literally giving her a fucking finger or like making these like lewd sex uh, hand motions. And just like absolutely like someone was literally like 
making a blowjob oh face and like doing all the stupid teenage boy shit right. that teenage boys right, right. do be doing. And I was like, that there's no way that's yeah. real. And then we uh, ironically had confer, and then literally I was like, I believe it. I am now a believer. I've converted. Oh, do you want to hop uh, hop over to your side to take a break before we really, really start to dig into Miss Confer and talk about some of the stuff that you liked? <laughs> um, I mean, I don't really have, like I said, like most of my teachers right. were cops right. um, from high school. I didn't have a good English teacher until uh, I got to college. And the few English, I had, I only had to take one English because I think St. John, whatever the fucking circumstances right. were about my credits, um, I, I had taken this English class and the professor was like, I would love to publish your piece. And I was like, that's cool, whatever. Um, and then we had this like meeting before it actually got published in the school, whatever it was. It was like some kind of journal, but uh, like only in, uh, uh, circulated internally right. in the school. And before it went out, he was like, oh, like I wanted to have this meeting to talk about it. And I was like, yeah. And I think he like low-key tried to get me to switch majors because <laughs> he was like, what are you doing in toxicology? And I was like, I don't know. I do be suffering though, but I can't take you up on that, sir, because I uh can't fucking stand up to my parents yet i am a pussy and i can't do it so thanks for having me uh That's please give totally me an a. valid also you're um totally fine i still can't stand up to my parents uh so that's perfectly fine <laughs> but that was the first time that an english teacher had ever been like you're actually yeah, yeah. really good at writing and, like, before that, I would have these, like, English teachers who would, like, never believe in me. I swear, like, every single uh, couple years, I would get an English teacher who would be convinced that yeah. I can't even speak English. Um, and it would be very yep. much rooted in racism. Um, but I would, like, always, 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 like, have these ideas in my head. And I would just write, despite the fact that I was always under the impression that I was bad at writing. I think the only reason I wrote was because my friends were like, actually, like, writing yeah. is whatever you want it to be. And Absolutely. we should all write together. And, like, that was the only reason why I wrote anything. And then, like, it actually, I didn't realize that I was good at it until, first of all, fan Correct. fiction. And then second of all, uh... <laughs> Second yeah. of all, college, like at a college level, like being told by an English teacher that I was good at it was like the a fucking right. phenomenal. Um, but uh, I mean, the the I what I enjoyed more than writing was definitely reading. Yeah. Like the books, it was so easy. English yeah. is so easy. All you Correct. gotta do is read the book, and then once that's done, and you don't sometimes you don't even have to do it because Spark Notes do be yeah. really fucking good. So like. Like, I remember when I was really struggling through my APs, like, I would stop reading the books and just yeah. read the spark notes. And I was like, why have I not done this the whole time? Honestly, no shame. I definitely use spark notes every once in a while in my time. So. I was a purist until things really started, like, hitting yeah. the fan and I was really starting to stress out because I think colleges were, like, yeah. hitting me. And it was like, I mean, the whole process of applying for colleges is it like totally it's class, yeah, it was so, so stressful yeah it and and like i've never had a zero mod before senior year so like whatever all of that aside um the book that i wanted to talk about uh in particular in terms of like books that i read right. that we read and really liked is actually mrs dalloway yeah. from ironically conference class but it's not it's not because of Confers. It's actually in spite of her right. class. Because here's the thing. We read Mrs. Dalloway as a uh, yeah. one of those summer readings before yeah. class actually started. And I thought I understood it. And then, and then <laughs> I went to college. And then I heard that you can read it as Miss Dalloway being a fucking oh. lesbian. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Oh. I reread it in college. And I also started reading uh, Virginia Woolf's letters uh, to, I'm forgetting her name right now, um, right. but her love letters to another woman. And she, it, it like literally blew my mind. I'm like, Virginia Woolf is a lesbian and I love her. Um, I've read, I've, re I've since read a couple of her books. Um, but it's it was amazing, and I think that it 
could have been a lot more like I think I would have liked it a lot more because I didn't really enjoy it that much in high school when we read it but then like upon reading it with like more of that like feminist uh lesbian like gay uh lens it really made me enjoy a lot more of the elements and I think it really pulled the story together in a way that reading it as if Mrs. Dalloway is a straight woman would not have uh really portrayed so I mean you 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 also read it because we were in the class together it was fine I mean I I remember not really caring about Mrs. Dalloway herself there was a like World War One vet with PTSD who I remembered being like I was really interested in his story Um, but I mean like going back and reading I think pretty much any of the classic lit that we read but through like an LGBT plus lens would be dope as fuck and also Mm -hmm. I really want to know more about Mrs. Dalloway being a lesbian because I remember nothing about the book and that's how amazing I what I remember about the book most isn't even Mrs. Dalloway but just the way she saw the world like Virginia Woolf has this great thing about like how she like she has this great imagery and her sense of like understanding time and how her characters perceive time and move through time is like super interesting and I think that like that made it so much more intense like the fact that I could think of her as a lesbian just made that element a lot more intense Mm -hmm. and palatable to me personally and I think that that was what really appealed to me because like it suddenly felt like her like she uh, Mrs. Dalloway as a character is very like lonesome she's very inwardly and like she thinks of herself in like an almost encapsulated way and that made so much sense in the lens of like her sexuality being something that she couldn't express and couldn't really uh, like live in and so like when you have that kind of like pre-contextual idea of the character it changed the way that I actually read the same book so I, I think that that was something that I was like fuck you comfort for not teaching yeah. her as a lesbian she is a lesbian and also fuck Correct. you <laughs> that although i will say when we did our presentation on rosencrantz and gildenstern and also uh that other character yeah, from yeah. pygmalion our presentation made her fucking <laughs> kiss her goddamn so, i literally have that on my little sticky note she Fucking dying <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> <I> literally. <laughs> Do you want to tell that story? For sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, we did a presentation. It was like one of the end of year presentations, I think. It was you, me, and once again, our mutual friend Carly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was mm-hmm. like a mashup of two of the books that we had read. So Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Um, and Pygmalion and like the side character from Pygmalion, Freddie, need. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Freddie. Um, and I, so I, I, I wasn't sure when to uh, bring up this surprise, but I actually have the Google Doc. I do. do you really? I, totally I was looking do. for it. Oh I can actually, God. I can share it with you if you would like to. Okay please i'm begging you oh my god i remember so we were at my house and we were literally like on my family's computer in my room and i was sitting on like we would take turns because i didn't have like (laughs) furniture in my room so like one of us would sit on the floor by the computer like spitting out ideas like we were just spitballing and uh we were the only group that got to do a three like everyone else got put into pairs but because of the number of people in the class one person got to do threes and we got the lucky fucking draw and thank god because our play i think is a stroke of genius i remember crying laughing at certain points but here's the thing here's the worst part is that like only us like we we try us trying to 
uh, perform this like yeah. made us laugh and then also Mrs. Confer <laughs> sitting in one of our seats trying to grade this she could not write a single fucking word because every bit was like hitting her so deep like she literally was like crying laughing and no one else it was just the four of us it was like a fucking empty room no one was awake everyone's eyes were dead ass like, closed in the morning. Actually, probably like it was 7 o'clock in the morning no one in the class is laughing at these jokes that we had like so carefully constructed over and this concert is at the desk like sobbing laughing she's like slamming her fists on this like tiny desk going like losing her mind i cannot like you can't make this shit up i swear and, like, I think everyone in that class thought that theirs were, was the best. But I, I swear, no one no, had her absolutely, laughing like we absolutely. did. Absolutely. Ours was 100% the best of any of the other presentations. Um, mm-hmm. she, I don't... It, it, wasn't, it wasn't that funny. Like, it was funny. I mean, yeah. But we also had, like, yeah. a syllabus to follow. Like, we had to absolutely. mention certain things and, like follow certain guides so it was very it was m- very much like supposed to show the yeah. characterization whatever yeah. blah 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 yeah. and we were supposed to like write about it and it was kind of boring but also like right. we try yeah. to make the best of it and we're yeah. all we've been friends for a while now so we know how to like make these right. jokes that like right. hit Absolutely. with each other but like obviously <laughs> no one else was gonna get it like no one else was gonna be like yeah this shit is good because like they weren't all that great but like at the same time, I can't believe Miss Comfort was like literally on our fucking wavelength. Like she was literally like she was laughing yeah. more than I was when we were writing she totally the fucking was. script. <laughs> this woman is like an old at she was ancient by the time yeah. we had her and like everyone before her before us who had her had like spoken about her as if she were like a fucking cryptid because of her mannerisms like the fact that she closed her eyes and the fact that she was just like this old hobbly ass english teacher and they're like when is she gonna retire i guess she's still another fucking day bitch too like she had or she has like a reputation like Oh, yeah, because she played favorites. Like, she literally immediately picked her faves in the group and then was like, these are the only people that are correct. getting A's this I was year. absolutely one of her favorites. She loved me. Yeah, you, Carly, and Alex were her faves. I'm I was really not sorry. on that list. You know why? Because she's racist. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm I'm not going to go into it too deep, but I will say that the only people that, call, that got called into this, like, weird-ass one-on-ones with her um about like our grade were me one other korean guy and the yeah. fucking valedictorian, valedictorian of our goddamn school are you kidding me are you yeah, fucking kidding me absolutely, yeah, that is some absolutely insane bullshit. meanwhile like fucking i can think of three other people who whose illiterate asses were scraping by the yeah, fucking school yeah. year and like like some of my friends who were in the later class would literally turn to me ask what was happening in class and just like literally copy my notes word for word like copy my homework word for word and i was like how the fuck am i the one yeah. getting pulled into this meeting like yeah. i don't understand you know what name them name and shame and no I'm not I'm not gonna name them no but we we have all gone our separate ways we've we've said all the mean things that we could possibly say and now I don't even remember some of their names fucking valid Um, and that's all the trauma baby (laughs) gonna talk about that in therapy one day (laughs) but um yeah I mean Mrs. Mm -hmm. Dalloway was great I think uh, some of my other faves from there were, I- including yeah. like Pygmalion, Rosencrantz, and Guildenstern are dead. I think that those were really good. Um, but like in terms of like full length novels, I remember we read, uh, what was yeah. it? Uh, Atonement. That yeah, one was, was mad good. good. And and the one that I remember the most from like my entire time was yeah. Things Fall Apart. That one 
like was one of the first books that they had us read in high school like I had I think it was yeah it was freshman year I think that we were reading that book and I was amazed I was floored by it I had never read a book like that I had never had my like uh I like I've never had my English experience actually like widen my horizons and like understand a culture that's outside of like America in the past like 100 to 200 years so I think that that was one of the books that has like kept on with me and it's one that I reread every couple years because I just like like I can't believe that there are not more books that are required that are on the same caliber of yeah no absolutely absolutely. you know what I mean and it's sort of like the so I mean our senior and junior year which I think had a lot of the books that made the biggest, I don't know, like had the, like made the biggest impact on people. Like those two years were like specifically American and then British lit. And it's like maybe before that, you know, you'll find like people will really connect with the novel, like things fall apart and stuff. But the, the, I think a few years that most people are putting, are like actually starting to pay attention in their English classes or, like, the two years where it's, like, just American and then just British lit. Right? I also think that it, the theme has something to do with it, because, like you, like you had mentioned before, there were themes, like, British lit in your senior year, American lit in your, uh, junior year, and then the two years before that, the only theme was everyone (laughs) dies. That was the theme of all the books that you read. The, the endings of all your books is no one is happy. Everyone dies. Here's Antigone, fucker. That's what you get. Eat. Try and do that. How about that? Yeah, I remember that. Here's Wretched of the oh, Earth, Wretched of the bitch. Earth. I don't remember. I, like, remember. Actually, no. Oh, okay, we read okay, that okay. in college. I forgot yeah, I mean, about but- that. It's okay. It's all like an endless parade of just like absolutely fucking depressing. Here's of mice and yeah, get wrecked, bitch. Here's uh, you know, Oedipus. Everyone dies. Here's everyone is dead. Lame is not everyone dies, but most people. A lot of people. A lot of people die, though. It kind of makes up for it because a lot of people Everyone except like that one. (laughs) We won, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's so sad and it's such a rough start because like none of the books are happy. No, absolutely. All the books suck. (laughs) I remember having conversations with like my mom about that because she also used to get really upset about how depressing all of like the English class books were. Dead ass, like I'd be like coming home, right. and, and my dad was yeah. an English major in college, so he's read a lot of the books. So he, I would like literally be, he'd be like, "What are you reading in your English class?" And I would like tell him, and he'd be like, "Y'all read happy books? You know they got happy books out there, right? Like there are books where like things right. that things are good and good things happen, and the moral of the story is like good things are real." Yeah. And I'm like, "Can't relate. Yeah. Haven't read a single one." So. One thing, so <laughs> Mrs. Cook was my sophomore year English teacher, and she was, she she's like one of the like mm-hmm. beloved teachers in the school. But I like didn't really, there's not a whole lot to say about her because it's all sort of positive, so it's not very funny. Um, but the one <laughs> note that I want to say about Mrs. Cook's class in sophomore year is, uh, we had to give some presentation uh, in front of the class and one of the guys in the class at the end of his presentation mimed uh, smoking a joint and Miss Cook got so pissed. Oh my god, I love that. Iconic. iconic. Incredible. Um, yeah, I like the one thing that I do remember about Mrs. Confern, aside from like her racism and also her favoritism was that she was like really picky about how she wanted everything interpreted too like everything had to be interpreted in a certain way and you could not argue with her like whereas bound will like just take it like a fucking champ or try to (laughs) 
Yeah, in an attempt to, but like I, I get, right. I mean, I understand the defensiveness, right. like because you can't help it. It's, it's like how your history teachers were supposed to be apolitical, but then you find out what their favorite president is, and yeah. you're like, oh, I figured you out. The I only fig- picture I, I they have in their dude. entire classroom is a photograph of Ronald Reagan up in front of his desk, like I was Chairman just say Reagan now, <laughs> overlooking the classroom. That's not related to English. It's fine. Fuck you, Mr. Young. It's fine. You wanted to didn't you? You can tell. Yeah. <laughs> you goddamn bastard. Um, I mean, yeah, like, in the same way, like, English teachers have their biases. And, like, I told, I, I've seen that and you've seen that. But, like, Confer would not. She would not. There would be, like, full-on, like, class discussions where we would waste time because someone was, like, adamant about, for some odd reason, their yeah. interpretation of the text being correct and her being, like, that's wrong <laughs> yeah. and you're stupid. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. She really liked you guys, though. I remember we were getting just getting into elementary. I mean, there was a bunch of good yeah. shows that had come out at that time. But, like, elementary in particular was one that, like... I was what well, I I actually did watch, even though y'all were like recommending a whole like round of shows to me uh, that I refused to watch. But Elementary was the one yeah. that I actually like got on board with, and I was yeah. like, "Wow, this one rocks!" And y'all would be like sitting there fucking yeah. roasting the shit out of BBC Sherlock. Meanwhile, Confer was the biggest <laughs> fucking BBC Sherlock stan in the world. She, no, she totally did. Shit. I overheard her after class one day. She was talking to uh, I don't remember her name, but. She- um, she was, she's talking to, she's like talking to yes. this bitch and they're like roasting and like Confer and this this girl are like roasting elementary and I was like you know what fuck you and yeah I remember that because yeah we had her for homeroom too so we'd finish up English class and like every Friday morning we would just be discussing the episode of elementary that had been on the night before talking about how great it was and like how wonderful of a, of a story it was and how like we're so glad that like we're watching it and not BBC Sherlock and I remember <laughs> you in particular would roast the shit out of BBC Sherlock and like for some odd reason it brought me down I didn't even watch the show I didn't say anything because I'd never seen it like I'd never watched it before because like I said, I don't watch shit. And then literally it'd be like, right. I don't know if Aaron can read. <laughs> Aaron hates BBC Sherlock. <laughs> Monica would just literally stand at her desk at homeroom being like, I'm not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm standing to take a fat shit on BBC Sherlock. And literally I would just sit there dissociating. And then Cooper would be like, Aaron can't fucking read. That dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what else I remember? I remember we read uh, how to shoot an elephant. I on my notes too. <laughs> because that made me so yeah. mad. It is still something that brings me so much anger. Completely valid. We were getting fucking <sighs> into it. Like these two like groups of desks. Like you, Carly, Alex. Here's here's the thing. You, me, Carly and Alex, I think. I think unless I'm remembering it incorrectly. Um, but uh we were on we were basically like yeah. we all read this short story uh sh- I don't yeah, remember the yeah. name but it's by Orwell. Um I think, I think it's it something is like shooting like elephant Okay, yeah, like, I I always get the name wrong, but essentially it's about this, like, British officer in India, no, in Myanmar. Yeah. You know what, whatever. He's a a colonist. He's a goddamn, he's a goddamn colonist, and he is in this fucking town, and he is, like, shitting on all the locals and talking about how they're fucking uh like illiterate idiots and then there's a commotion that happens and essentially he like kills an elephant which is obviously symbolic of like imperial violence the question that was posed in class was like was he in the wrong and me carly monica and our good friend alex 
we're, we're basically like, yes, there is no justification right. for colonial violence. And it is very clearly a symbol of anti-colonial yes. uh, sentiment. And it's supposed to portray the guy as like an asshole because he has no sympathy for the locals. He very clearly is a Brit who has no place being there. And he works for the man. Like he's literally a tool for systemic violence in a country that is suffering because yeah. of British imperial rule. And then... Yeah. literally every single person including miss confer was yeah. against us literally not a single person in that class was for us and all of us were yeah. fighting tooth and fucking nail like this was one thing where i was like normally like confer's right. bullshit i was putting up with but i think by that point in the class like we had yeah. all already gotten into our schools we were all chilling and i was like no i'm not putting up with yeah. this fucking bullshit you are not going to sit here and let me swallow fucking propaganda. Yeah. Fucking pro-British right. propaganda. I was so... I walked out of that class, like, the bell went off, and yeah. I was seething. I was so mad. I was like, I hate... Like, ever since then, like, all... My good opinion of anyone in that class was Completely lost. Completely valid. Yeah. That makes it was really intense. Like I remember, no, we, we were, were like, really I digging into really, it. Really, really getting into it. I, I because how? Like it's so yeah. obvious, and I could not right, believe that yeah. no one was seeing it. Like everyone was taking the side of this white guy who was clearly not right, even supposed yeah, to be no, a sympathetic narrator. I'm fairly certain that Orwell was pretty explicit in his anti-colonialist views. Um, and if the internet proves me wrong on that, I'm going to be very embarrassed. But I'm pretty sure I'm right. So, like, I think it was pretty obvious that he was trying I, to portray the dude as a bad guy. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it was mm-hmm. based on his own experiences, God. if I remember correctly, of, like, being a cop in a country okay. like India or Myanmar or whatever other colonies that were under British rule but he was like an officer and he like ended up uh talking about it in that story but even like regardless of Orwell's like I'm gonna call artists is dead and say like it's still a story that is very clearly about how like colonial violence is like like the elephant clearly symbolizes like someone who is innocent people who do not deserve to be shot and then he ends up fucking shooting it absolutely Like, we could have read that four years ago, and, like, four years ago, me, prior to even knowing what the fuck a simile was, <laughs> yeah, would have no, understood Yeah, I think so, it. too. So, yeah. But... So, <laughs> yeah, correct. Fuck Confer for yeah. that, too. I got a hit list on this old woman. <laughs> this old white lady. Exactly. I don't have Photos of this Confer with, like, red axes. <laughs> One day, you're gonna open your fucking <laughs> eyes, and you're gonna see me ready to pull the fucking trigger, Miss Confer. Who's the elephant now, bitch? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do have one question for you specifically. Um, what because I feel like we've gone on like six different tangents. <laughs> uh, what what was the book in English class that you had like had to read in high school but actually ended up enjoying? Right. There were a fair number. Um I think that so I think probably the if I if I thought more about this I might be able to come up with a better answer but honestly I'm gonna go with The Great Gatsby I did genuinely really enjoy that Ooh. one yeah I mean like the you were starting to get like readable prose which is great um and yeah. it was a super compelling tale I thought about um you know rich people being fucked up and doing fucked up shit um and the eyes of you know the eyes of tj eckelberg tj eckelberg fucking all of the fucking symbolism you're reading it you're like this is so pretentious but also i love it yeah oh yeah i mean the car car. pre and post like the accident happening and like yeah just the absolute opulence of it all. Like, I absolutely understand what you're talking about. Like, I totally absolutely. get it. Absolutely. Actually, mostly the thing that I really loved was the the poetry that we got to read. So, 
Ooh. Yeah, I want absolutely fucking fat shit for Walt Whitman. Um, I like, <laughs> like I said, I fucking stole the Leaves of Grass book that we read snippets of. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, I loved all of his poems of being a Civil War nurse. He has a bunch of, like, super homoerotic poems. <laughs> which is super nice like like he's he, he was a, like I said he was a nurse during the Civil War American Civil War and I think he has a poem about how he's like tenderly mopping you know the the face of another man in like the hospital um so even mm. back in back in the day I was like fuck yeah dude uh give me that gay shit um, <laughs> and I also really like the beat poets like despite the flying dick uh i loved howl so much just like fucking spoke to me as a 16 year old man like yeah i wish i i wish uh, because i didn't take ap until senior year so up until that point i was taking what was called honors which was just like a step below uh ap um but i so actually, I guess I thought we were too dumb to read poems, <laughs> but I read a lot more plays than poems oh, yeah, at the time. Yeah. Um, so like the Grapes of Wrath and A Raisin in the Sun and uh, A Streetcar Named Desire. Uh, like a lot of those were the ones that we ended up reading and they focus a lot more on like vocab exercises rather right. than, uh, whatchamacallit, rather than poetry. It wasn't until I actually went to college that I was assigned to read a lot of poetry a lot a lot of poetry and and I I mean also that AP English class where they were like making us read poems um but I wasn't I wasn't really into it until uh until college where I was reading like a lot of Elliot a lot of uh Emily Dickinson like that was where my poetry kind of introduction and like where I actually enjoyed reading a lot of poetry came from um so can't relate which I was I had confidence in myself to take an advanced course in college for English but it wasn't until senior year where I literally was like I'm gonna treat myself to an AP (laughs) treat yourself to Miss Confer I I really was hoping for the other lady who was teaching English or the other person who was teaching English totally fair and said we got Miss Confer, but honestly, I would not trade it for anything because having class with you and Carly was that was lit. amazing. Like, because we really hadn't had classes together up until that point, I don't think. And so it was just like you know, no. the gangs all together, like six fifty in the morning, like roasting Sherlock and writing from Miss Confer, <laughs> like great yeah. senior year, like yeah, it was our senior year. It's like this is our last shebang. We would like literally just have a blast she would try to separate us but then no matter what she did she cannot change the fact that we got to sit whatever wherever we wanted in homeroom so we always sat together sat together and like right in front of her desk and we roasted sherlock and oh yeah dead ass our our seats were literally right in front of her desk (laughs) get wrecked confer it was that was the that was my favorite part was just having class with y'all so much it was a blessing. It was. Do you want me um, to read a little bit of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern meet Freddie E.H.? Yes, 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 please. Read, like, the first page. Um, how many pages <laughs> is it? It's 13 pages. I'm just going to read the first page. It's a play. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, it is also a play, and there are also notes about how to... Because we had props. We We had an umbrella. There was an umbrella. We simulated playing tennis at one point. Like, yeah, we did. Yeah, there there was like a, you know, weird tennis. There was like a tennis metaphor in Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, if I'm remembering correctly. I I don't remember the play that well, honestly. Um, You know what happens is I always get it confused with uh, Waiting for Me Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Because we read them in rapid succession, and the two are always compared right. when it comes to like you know literature reviews. Yeah, so for sure, for sure. actually, pretty much everything. Maybe not pretty much everything, but despite how like whack Mrs. Confer was, actually a lot of the stuff we read was like really fucking lit. The important thing we oh yeah, absolutely. It slapped. Unironically, it slapped. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. It was so good. Okay, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go for this. All right. Uh, stage direction. We have a stage direction because we were really cool. Um, but it's not even a stage here. It's not even a stage direction. It's just a setting the scene. Okay, a place of no particular importance. Character. I've already fucked up. No. <laughs> no particular character. Roz and Gil are flipping coins. Gil flipping them and Roz calling heads. Both of them notice a peculiar outcome. Dot dot dot. Roz. Heads. Gil. The laws of probability clearly state. Roz. Heads. Gil. That such an outcome. Roz. Heads. Gil. Is just as possible as alternating heads and tails each time. And yet. Roz, heads, Gil, this seems a mathematical impossibility. <laughs> Freddy, taxi, taxi, Roz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm remembering all of this. Holy shit. Wait, I think someone's coming. Both go to hide behind the podium. Freddy. Oh dear, I do believe I've lost track of the roads. Where am I? And that's just where we're going to have to leave it for now. Oh wait, now I'm going to read the next line because it's funny. Gil, he looks quite strange. Should we accost him? <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so dumb. Like, I can't even begin to describe how stupid it is, but it's also just like... It was so fun putting that together. That project I remember so vividly because it was just like, I get to do this bit with my friends and everyone has to. I know, yeah. (laughs) They will have to watch us for however long this is going to take. And they are going to have to deal with it. They're going to listen to our stupid ass bits. (laughs) I think. I think that we could have had a career in. Impact. I absolutely agree. Like our our, it was a missed opportunity to not have us as a comedy trio. Honestly, we would have absolutely killed it if like Eastern had some kind of like, uh, talent show or whatever. Like we would have gone in there with that exact <laughs> script and just like absolutely blew it out of the fucking water. You know, those pro-colonists don't have any fucking sense Correct. of humor we'd you know we'd put it on we'd you know mrs confer would be in the audience you'd be in the auditorium no one would be laughing except we'd see her all the way in the back just absolutely crying tears down her face yeah. i love it thank you so much for host co-hosting this show with me monica in liz's steed i really appreciate it and also i had a lot of fun yeah. here it was so good catching up with you yeah thank you so much for having me i had a great time it turns out that i can be responsible occasionally (laughs) occasionally (laughs) um yeah hopefully we'll have you back soon with liz and we'll all be fun and happy and joyous together um but thank you so much for joining us on another episode of retrograde we're on most major streaming services including spotify apple podcasts and youtube uh, we're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Pod Retrograde or on Instagram at Retrograde the Podcast. We upload new episodes every week, Monday morning. So join us again. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.